Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Okay, so you get this cancer. How yeah. Do you have a core group of friends there? I had my two friends. Okay. I mean, I knew people there, but when I when I when chemo started, I shut everyone out. There was no one coming in. It was only the people. It was Colleen, Matt, and Brian. That was it. No one else was a, allowed in. People would come to chemo because they wanted selfies with the cancer person to right. get those Instagram likes. Um, but I didn't ever really invite anybody to chemo. It was okay. So you meet people at chemo. Yeah, Penny Marshall went to my chemo. She was getting chemo in a private room down the hall. No way. Yeah. Did you ever say hi to her? Uh, yes, once. And she it's just, I mean, that's not a place you really get chatty with what? people. Yeah, Penny Marshall I was know. not wanting to talk to anybody right, there. Oh. Yeah. What a great woman, though. Oh, she was amazing. Yeah. Fucking not Truly. fair. Um, and you meet a woman yeah. and a guy. Uh, th- th- these two people that you talk about in the film. Oh, yes. Yes. So, um, um, there, and, uh, and, you decide what, as far as the Judaism is concerned. Yeah, there's nothing going on right now. Towards the tail end of chemo's when I started okay. to start like studying. Okay, yeah. so but what is your thinking through this whole thing? Because you're you're loud, like you have this cancer diagnosis. Yeah, you have to get your ball cut off. Yeah, you're in chemo. Yeah, there's gotta you know when people go through those things, there's a there's something you're reaching for something because you realize, oh my god, I have no control over it. Are you thinking in Jewish terms or are you thinking? Uh, I think in some way I was, there were seeds being dropped for what I would eventually do with converting. But really I was like the worst emo monologue ever for, and I was reading a lot of Joan Didion and keeping to myself. That's literally all I did. I watched the Sopranos. I caught up on the Sopranos and I read Joan Didion. Those were the two things I did during chemo. And, and I, and I communicated and I made a lot of friends at chemo with people, um, and yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't 
there was nothing Jewish happening in my life, but there was sort of a loss of myself that I felt happening. Like I felt like I wasn't connected to anything outside of myself. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. And there was nothing, all like I was this doing- was the, this whole, all, your whole life was revolved around getting rid of this cancer. Yeah. And before that, my whole life was just about me doing comedy. Right. And it didn't feel like, and that wasn't big enough for me. Like just- Right, 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 right. I, 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 it's not, you know, it's not going to satisfy, you know. It yeah. Yeah, there, I needed, I needed some sort of emotional connection. And I right. think after my friend passed and also this woman I met in chemo after she also passed, it was sort of this thing of, I need to be connected to something larger than myself. Right. So you, your friend- who passed away. We were friends in New York for years. Right. Derek was his yeah. name? Yeah, Derek. So he ends up getting cancer too. Before what, me. Right. Yeah. And what he kind of cancer? Ewing sarcoma. It's Ugh. a it's sort of a spine yeah. cancer. And he had the real shitty he was working for a New York employer and it was at an office that had fewer than so many employees oh, so they fuck could fire you, you someone. Piece you know? of shit. So he got fired um because he became you know, dependent on the health plan, and he moved back home, back home to get his treatment because what else could what he do? What else is he going to do? Yeah, and so he, we stayed in touch, especially when I got diagnosed. We stayed in touch right. during chemo and just sort of texted and right. And he was getting better during his chemo, and right. then at the very last day of my chemo is when he died, and it was completely unexpected. Yeah, and at least on my end, I mean, right. I, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. You also struggle in the film. There's, you can see the emotional struggle of not going home yeah. to have your mother take care of you. That wanting that was big. Yeah. That, that is a big, and you know, what's cause I wanted to, I did, but I also knew, but you did, I couldn't. Right. You did the right thing. Yeah. I, think I mean, so. I mean, I mean, it's very apparent now that you did yeah. the right thing, but but to a parent, I mean, I yeah, I can't back, even I can't, imagine. I can't even imagine how, um, how she dealt with that. But she, she did. did, and she was amazing at it. She would always, I mean, she would Facetime me. I'm gonna so say much. one thing about that. Not Jewish. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I yeah, I, I think you it did. was hard. It was it was. You had the best. Doc- I mean, there's good doctors in St. Louis, of course. Too, but yeah, but you had your support system. You could be who you I, are. I needed to have and not yeah. deal with everyone else's emotional fucking exactly. response to your situation. Because I mean, when when you get cancer, people tend to. I mean, my family's amazing, and they wouldn't do this, but they tend to make it about themselves. Oh, really? Because yes. my no no one in my house does that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they Most do. Most people do that. They they, they adopt it right. and, and they have all of this unsolicited advice and there's a lot of and you and what Colleen being there and sort of not being blood relatives to Colleen, it allowed me to say, I'm gonna go to my room. I'm just gonna go to the room. Right. You could just, have boundaries. Yeah. And and I needed that I especially needed the right. boundaries then. It was important. I love it. I love Colleen. Yeah. You then decide you're cancer free at this point. Yeah. Correct now. Yeah. Okay. Now I am. How long did that take? There was a five year window was it for every remission. fucking minute. Were you like, oh, I could have cancer? Like, well, I mean, it's still, it still pops up. I think yeah. about it to this day all the time. Every time I have something goes, that goes wrong with me, even now, just like recently with the whole thyroid thing, it's like right. I have apparently chemo fucked my thyroid. So, like, I have to deal with that now. And it's like, how all bad of, is chemo? It sucks. I always describe chemo as like, imagine sort of being hungry all the time and being sleepy all the time, but unable to eat anything and unable to sleep. Like that's what chemo is like. It's you're constantly in a state of uncomfort. 24 discomfort. Yeah. Discomfort. 24 seven. Not Jewish. So (laughs) do you, how many, how many chemo things did you go through? Uh, I was on cycles. So there's three week cycles and I was in it for a little less than a year. Ugh. so you, Go in for three weeks. Yeah. And, and then it's a, take it's a, a break. Tapered, yeah. You take a, like a week break or something and then you go and back And during that it. week was, were you? I mean, I tried to eat normally, but I never could. And right. what was interesting was I gained so much weight during chemo because only salty, shitty food stayed down. Like pizza. Right. Shit like that. And then what, did you lose your hair? I lost all my hair. Yeah. 
And that was okay. I was actually surprisingly okay with that. That was people, th- I mean, but I'm not a woman. I, and I know, what? I know. But so, I, I, women, I think, struggle with that a lot more than men. Yeah. yeah. Now, you then start this journey. Journey. I love that journey. word, journey. See, when people say journey, journey, that's your version of cute. Like, you hate the word cute. I hate, well, I hate two words. I hate survivor and I hate journey. Okay, I won't say journey. You yeah. start this path. <laughs> 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 you meet um, Rabbi Zach Shapiro. Well, he was at the end, yes. Okay. So I, I went to a few temples in LA, right. gay temples. Right. And they didn't really sit too well with me. And right. then I went to my psychiatrist, So LA, and she suggested Jew? Rabbi Zach Shapiro, Jewish psychiatrist. She suggested Rabbi, Rabbi Zach, Zach Shapiro. Shapiro. Yeah. Hamisha. Yeah. Uh, the sweetest. The nicest um, man in the world. Uh, it's like how would he they just like adopted that? twins too? No, he didn't. Yeah, he and his husband, they just adopted They're like babies. So cute. Wait, is that are those his only two kids? Uh huh. Oh, he's yeah. so cute. The okay, best. so Rabbi Zach, so Culver City at Temple Akiba. Yeah, plug. and you see this this he's a rabbi. Yeah, and he's gay. And he, does that? You know, coming from a Mormon background, seeing the it wasn't. That's the thing. It wasn't even any of that. It was like. We immediately just connected. Right. I felt like well, he who got can't connect because with him? I didn't feel like he not judgy. He wasn't judging. There was no, but also there's a thing of, I mean, no offense to Jews, but like, you know, there is sort of a thing of an oddity of like, you're a Mormon that's wanting to convert. This is an interesting story, and he didn't he didn't go in that route. He didn't even that wasn't important to him. It was like. You want to be a Jew. Why do you I know, want to be a Jew? That's what I would think. And, I would and, think, but oh, there, what do, why do you want to be a Jew? But there were a like, lot of Jews who were obsessing over like, the Mormon fuck, part. And yeah, it was well, like, tell them well, to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's, not, it's like so funny because my mother would always say, you know, the ones who convert, uh, way more respect, respected, <laughs> respectful of yeah. the religion and they're way, they're, they're more observant and they yeah. appreciate it more. I mean, I think, I think you value it now with the right. film. People ask, like, well, why did you choose to be, why did you? choose to convert like why would you choose and i always turn it back on jews and say well why are you still a jew right why do you choose to be jewish because right. you do every right. day you choose to be to stay a jew good for you guys yes. thank Allen you Scott. so you then through zach shapiro you meet da- rabbi david wilfund yes in israel okay yeah i can you, I mean, I, I mean i love that guy when you're in israel next go to him give I him lo- a hug I, he'll take it He's the best. He's doing well, by the way. Oh, good, because yes. I was looking that up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just moved yeah. back. He did. Oh, he where? just moved back. Where did he move to? Be in, on the northeast. That just that just happened, right? Yeah. That this this is breaking news. Breaking news. news breaking um, news. I wanna um. Can you? I wanna. I love him. Okay. Get him on the podcast, Eliza Rosen, director of Eliza Rosen. Very cute. Oh, he's nearby too. You're not going to Westchester, though. Yeah, I am. Elisa, my oh. girlfriend, oh. slash person I'm fighting with at this point. Oh. Um, <laughs> she's from Westchester. We go there all the fucking time. For the malls, of course. I don't like mall. I'm you know, not a regular person. Jew. I no. don't. I hate shopping. I love them I all. Fucking, I'm I fucking gigantic. <laughs> okay. So you really go through so many different um, iterations yes. of finding out what kind of Jew do I, you go, yeah. you you meet with bar mitzvah age yeah. kid. They were so fucking they're smart, so, those kids. Well, they're LA kids. But you know, they fucking that, love it. They love I know. The they're like, I love that the New York kids- I love kids, them. They're so great. The New York kids are like, get the fucking camera away from me. Yeah. But they're so smart LA kids are like, where's my lip gloss? Right, right. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Because Ben, my younger son, they have this- um, camera crew following their team and they're focusing oh. on four of the kids right is this the next and, group dreams and um and they're doing like i don't know a three-port whatever yeah and so he's like they're not focusing on me they're focusing on four of the other kids he's like but he doesn't care but he's like it's just so fucking annoying yeah. because the minute the cameras are on they start acting different and ben's been around camera like we did celebrity wives of course yeah and he's like Ugh, who can't you know it's yeah. just so funny all right anyway so you meet with these bar mitzvah kids, um, age kids. That yeah. one, t- that girl was very tall. Oh, she was very tall. Yeah, a lot her. of them were tall. I, yeah. They were, yeah, they were great they kids. And they older. came to the bar mitzvah too. They're yeah, the ones who actually them. pushed me in at the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then 
you go to Israel. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, this is something I really wanted. What What were you going to say? I was the whole point of like when I decided to have the bar mitzvah and everything that preceded me meeting with the kids and going to Israel was me trying to figure out what it means for me to be Jewish. Like, what kind of Jew am I? What am I doing to give back? I know to the there's community? so many different kinds of Jews. There really are. Are there different kinds of Mormons? No. Right. No. So you many either different... like Jello or you don't. Right. It's a it's big that, Mormon thing. It's it's that's what I love about Judaism yeah. is that there's so many. Well, because we ha- Jews make you figure out how are you going to give back to the Jews, and I or love the that. world or the world. Tikkun olam, and maybe. I love that. I love that idea, and I needed to figure out what my purpose was within the mix and how also, i can get back what the other thing is you know they we argue yeah you do and i say we talked about this in the film yeah that it is you know it's not that you're a man when you become a bar mitzvah it's that your opinion matters yeah now. you have We're a responsibility right. to and you're contribute a, you and to have communicate to, right and yeah abide by the commandments yeah. whatever Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come, it can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. So you're in Israel yes. um, at the Gay Pride Parade. And this is something I wanted to oh, talk glitter, about a little bit. fucking glitter. But here's the deal. You, I and you hate were with... the outdoors. That was the worst thing I've ever done on film. Oh, shut the fuck I up. I hate being sweaty. So you're in Israel. I'm going to just do a couple of these. Yeah, just, just. Okay. So, <laughs> and you're with you. a wider bridge. Yes. Which I loved. They are so great. I loved oh, oh, them. Oh, you don't anymore? What happened? Or was it the Palestinian? Oh, uh, yeah. So, where where was it? I don't know if it was a wider bridge or it was there was something in Washington D.C. Yeah, and uh, they were having a oh a wider. This is not about a, a wider a wider bridge. Uh, there was an LGBTQRST yeah. equality LMNOP yeah, and a wider bridge did a Shabbat. Dinner. Yeah. And there were people protesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not um, a surprise. Because and, the, and, a wider bridge in particular, they get a lot of protesters. Because right. the Dyke March in Chicago, that's right. a famous one. Right. I am a supporter of Israel. Yeah. Of I love Israel. Same. It's a democracy. Yeah. Most people. 
who hate Israel that walk down the street here and mm-hmm. they're apartheid, you know, have never been there. Yeah. There's a lot of lefty, left, left gays who were like. Very anti-Israel. And I say to them, go be gay. Yeah. In your Arab nation. Well, go be thing. gay. I go did a have story. fun. Go be a woman there. Yeah. Have fun. I did a story about, you know, talking with queer Palestinians using apps like Grindr in Jerusalem because right. they, they use Israeli towers awesome. just to be able to use and to communicate with other right. gay people, knowing that they can't in in Palestine. And that said, I also believe firmly in a two state solution. I, I, oh, I, absolutely! As do most Israelis. I mean, a lot. There's like seventy some percent right, of right. the state no, no, believes no. in it, that, right? And but it's like you're going to take. First of all, we're always blamed for fucking everything. Yeah. yeah. So I hope you enjoy that part of it. Loving it. Um, but it's good for comedy. Yeah. You know, it's the way the israel is uh portrayed in the media here yeah is so unfair yeah uh and, and the fact that netanyahu doesn't help oh netanyahu's horrible go fuck horrible, yourself horrible horrible yes. and yet you can criticize you know our politicians here and still yeah. be an american but of course there there's this you know there's this thing you're anti Israel, you're anti-Jew. People cannot separate these two things. And it's like, look, Israel is the size of what? New Jersey? Yeah. I have Israel on my passport. There's so many countries I'm not allowed to go into because Israel is on my passport. Arabs are in the Knesset. Yeah. You know, you're trying to negotiate with people who say Jews, Israel has no right to exist and all Jews should well, die. Well, there's also the pinkwashing right. thing, which I mean, that's that's the most, ins- I get that a lot, especially as we're you know, promoting the film, going to festivals, right. where people ask about like, well, do you think you're you're helping with the, Israel's sort of pinkwashing of of civil rights so that they're, you're being, you're a pawn to the state? And I'm like, do you know gay people? Right. We can't be pawns, especially right. as gay Israelis. Like, right. you meet a queer Israeli and you're just like, you're a radical. You're doing something insanely right. radical, just existing right. as you are, which is amazing. And but the fact they that you democratically. Gay parade yes. In Tel Aviv. And in Jerusalem. Right. I mean, it's, and I mean, that's been marked with a lot of tragedy over right. the years, but it still exists. And it's like, no, I'm not a pawn for the state. No, I don't. Right. I, I can disagree politically with the state and still support the state of Israel. Right. Like there's, it's you can possible. Be a Zionist to. And, and that's still, something I like. Right. What a wider bridge does, and they do a really right. good job of. And when you go on a wider bridge sort of trips, they bring you into Palestine so you can right. actually communicate with people and right. talk with people and hear both sides. And it's, it's, yeah, they do. The, I don't. I don't work. believe in BDS. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and also, I find if you it to hate be very Israel dangerous. and you hate the Jews so much. Then don't get chemo. Yeah. Then don't use your cell phone. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, you know, you are military. Yeah. I, I mean, what Israel has contributed to the world. Yeah. And you can support Israel and still disagree with the politics of Israel. Right. Like it's exactly. possible. Like you can be American Just and like still disagree. You live in a city with a mayor that's a piece of shit, shit. but you're not leaving Horrible. the city. No, I'm not. Yeah. That. It in really this cozy pissed. apartment. It's so cozy, so isn't cozy. it? And there's and there's mezuzahs <laughs> yeah, all over. I've been noticing them. Yes. yes. Um, but it's it's infuriating. Yeah. And I wish that there was some way to explain. I don't think in this time we're so polarized. I know. And I think it's a part of it. I mean, you and see in the Democratic who primary. Say Trump is good for the Jews. Trump's, Trump's horrible for good. the Jews. Have you been to Israel lately? His picture's fucking everywhere. I can't. I, it's, Especially in Jerusalem. Right. And like, he gives a shit. It's yeah. only to court the evangelicals yeah. yep. who believe. He's what, using Jews right. to get evangelical votes, which is why Israeli flags fly in the a, South. How, they're so fucking hypocritical. Yeah. I know. He's grabbing pussies it's and cheating on the wives. He's the least Jewish he's person. He's a fucking yeah. piece of shit. No, he can go fuck anyway. So I go to uh, Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay pride. That was fun. It was really hot. I was wearing Okay, spanks. great. I don't give a shit about your yeah. gay pride. <laughs> I love Rabbi David Wilfand. Yeah, he... I love Yiska Smith. You oh, meet with Yiska. Yiska Smith. You need to meet Yiska. I need to meet Yiska Smith. Yiska yeah. Smith... A trans woman. Is a trans woman... She who was a Hasidic? Yeah, she was a rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah, and even though we were murky on if she was or not, but I mean, it's, no, but you—they're all rabbis. Yeah, Aren't they're they all consider because it's a teacher. She's basically a rabbi. Yeah, yeah. and so 
I love that she showed that photo of her with the head oh, rabbi and what yeah. A, I mean, what a life force she is. She's incredible, and she also are has her, a film out too. Is, are her kids uh, nice to her? Well, she speaks to some. I don't know the status. Of the but she had like forty-seven kids, yeah, right? Yeah, like a good Jew. Yeah, um, or good Orthodox or Hasidic Jew. Uh, yeah, she does. She has some relationship with them. Um, I don't know the full extent though. Mm, I don't ask. I too need much. to find that out. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I, we were just in South Africa together. Are they all together, um, And I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, uh, yeah. I tend to sort of dance around it because I don't want to bring up bad memories. Right, you know, right, I don't right. want to. So, Jew. <laughs> she, I, I love her. I love yeah. her. You also, Betty in Buckley's the film. Jew, right? Huh? Betty Buckley's a Jew, right? Memories? Betty Buckley, it's called Barbara Streisand. I was thinking the cat song. Oh, that's memory. Yeah, that's what I was singing. You were singing uh, the memories like the corners. Yes, okay. Well, both Jews. Betty Buckley's not a Jew. I think Betty Buckley's a Jew. Google it, Aliza. Aliza, that's so cute. (laughs) Cute, Aliza. Thank you. Okay, so you also talk uh, to a couple. Yeah. I I don't know how you found them. You go. I'll tell uh, you. In Washington Heights. Yes. Who are Mormons, born Mormons. Yes. Like really Mormon. Like, like Mitt super Romney Mormon. Mormon. Like, like heterosexual. Like het- heterosexual. Yes. First of all, I just want to know what you thought of the Mitt Romney's uh, speech. Oh, I loved it. I, I mean, I actually, I thought it was great. I, yeah. It was, it was, and I, and the, the weird thing was, it was the most genuine reflection of politics that we've seen in a very long time. And his fucking niece is the fucking head yeah. of the RNC. I know. Bitch. I know. It Fuck blows her. me away. She's it blows a fucking me away. Asshole. But I, I like what he did. And yeah, it, I do too. Yeah. Okay. How do you find this couple? Well, They're so Mormon. We found the couple because Aliza, the Googler over here, she Wait, uh, Betty Buckley? It's no, that means she's it's not unclear. Jewish. Yeah, she would she would talk about it. I yeah. guess not. She's okay, not Jewish. I'm ahead. wrong. But more, she can be a Mormon. They'll they'll baptize her later in life. Yeah. Um, I know that fucking baptizing well, the Jews. Didn't they try to baptize Anne Frank? Yeah, I can tell you why. It's actually a fucked up. I don't know. I went to the library and everything. Yeah. Yes. It's really, they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. What were the, you going to say? The reason why they baptize late in life, because they have, Mormonism has a tiered heaven sort of thing. And to be in the best part of the heaven, you have to be a Mormon. And they think everyone is Mormon. Doesn't matter. You just don't know it yet. And so they want to make sure that certain humans who gave back in an amazing way to humanity are Mormon and they get into that first tier of heaven. Okay. And Frank <laughs> has to be a Mormon. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Okay, you but. drop dead, you go, that's it, it's over. Yeah, it's Okay, done. you live in the souls of your people that yeah. know you. <laughs> Mormons okay. are weird. Done, uh, so we over. Met this, we met this Mormon couple um, because Aliza's brother is the rabbi at Romamu. What? In-law, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. That's your brother-in-law? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we discussed this. I yeah. went to Romo. And he said, because like she it. called him for money for the film, and he was like, I'm trying to raise my own money, go away. And then he, she then explained the premise of the documentary. And, and he, he was like, oh, I have this couple. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay, so I went to Romamu. Yeah. I'm, I go to B'nai Jeshurun. Have yes. you been to B'nai Jeshurun? Once, when I lived here, years ago. Did I tell you why I don't like Romamu? No, why don't you like Romamu? Well, I, you I like all there. that dancing. No, we love the dancing. It's BJ. Mm. I went there. I was like, oh, because I like going to school on Friday night. Anyway, yeah. I went there and people, there were no seats. Yeah. And people, I, I was like, I oh, can I sit once. here? No, they, they were just, it was, I thought it was supposed to be all hippy dippy, like everyone. Free love. And it, and then it wasn't. Yeah. It was. I've never been. Like, oh, I've been to one service there, and I remember dancing a lot. I think I worked up a sweat. Okay, I can't. I don't like to. Sweat. I don't feel like getting up. So there's a couple in yes. Washington Heights. Yeah, and they are. They were a part of the Mormon progressive movement. There was a movement there pre-marriage equality when the Supreme right. Court did marriage equality, where it looked like the Mormon Church was coming around to yes, being more inclusive. That. You yes. know, having women in positions of leadership and opening up to LGBTQ, LMNOP people, and all of that stuff. And then when marriage equality happened, the head of the church they felt it was necessary to have a firm stance on certain LGBTQ issues. And one of them was that children of same-sex couples can't be baptized in the church until they're 18, at which point they effectively choose between their family and the church. Right. And for that, 
this progressive couple said, no, that's the line in the sand. You can't do that. Similar with my mom too, um, that you don't mess with the kids. And so they decided to leave the church and explore. And it's not too far off that a Mormon would come to Judaism because there are foundations of Judaism that Joseph Smith stole from Judaism in Mormonism. First of all, they're fascinating. They are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much as me, but yes, they are. He looks Jewish. Oh yeah. Don't you think? Except for being so thin. Yes. Yeah, he lo- yeah. no. My brother's like that, no. but he looks really Jewy. I he wonder if he has any twenty three and me Jewy in him. I I have I have one percent Ashkenazi in me. I'm ninety nine point. Yeah, special bragging uh-huh. over here. And his name's Nathan, yeah. which I love. Very Jewish. Uh, she not so much. No, with the Jew. Um, <laughs> they decide before they have kids, or no? They decided after. No, it was after they had kids. They had kids. I think they- right. Yeah. They live in New York. What do they do? Uh, she, He's like a scientist or something, right? And he's very emotional. They're academics. They're very... Ac- yes. Yeah. He's very emotional. Oh, yeah. She's not... She's very stoic. Well, she's a mom. Yeah. Oh, she's got shit to up. do. No, I'm just saying he is a mushball. Yeah. It's just like, I love men like that. Yeah. I just love... There's that not, just like will cry at the bottom of... Yeah, yeah like my sons. Yeah. Um, oh, they cried too. They're big oh criers. Henry's oh. girlfriend's like, "Oh my god, all he does is talk about his feelings. I can't take it." I'm like, "Sorry, sorry." So, okay, so they're they're married. They yeah. have kids. And they live in Washington Heights. We decided to follow them because, of course, I had had my mikvah years before, and they need, there was no footage of it, of course, and so they we wanted to follow sort of this story of a family getting a mikvah, yeah, a convert, yeah. So. They go to the rabbi at Romamu uh-huh. and they go to services. Yeah. They go to the kid. Do the kids go to Hebrew school? I believe so. I don't know. I, I was, it's unbelievable. I mean, they're, they, yeah, they're very Jewy now. They've like, they've gone beyond us. Yeah. They're like, you know. Oh, they went they go, radical. It's conservative. Yeah. That's, I used to, I used to go there. Yeah. Yeah, they go to Anshachesed. Yeah, they've become a bit uh, hardcore Jews. They're the ones... I could see that happening. Yeah. I saw that happening. Yeah. I'm not going there. No. No. Their families... Yeah. How how are how are their uh, well they had said they do have communication with their family. Um, it's just her fun. less Who than cares? him. Yeah, yeah, but more. I mean, it can it's complicated, especially when you're a Mormon. It's very because right. it, it, within Mormonism, everyone's Mormon and that's, they're kosher. That's the thing. And yeah, I think they keep kosher, right, Eliza? Um, yeah, they're they're definitely. Oh, they have oh, they baby. must really. Oh wow! God, can you imagine that many kids? Three kids. Yeah. Well, now they're Orthy, so they have to have a lot of kids. Yeah, they have to have Wait, four more. So, and are the kids into it? Yeah, they seem. I mean, they're young. They're so young that they probably don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they seem to like really. Yeah. Like respond to. I mean, as a kid, when you, I, I can't. I mean, I would assume they just go with it because there's lots of dancing and it's oh, fun. Oh my god! You know? it's, they're just—you got to see this movie, guys. Oh, it's, thank you. I mean, they—I—I want to meet them. I'm Coming from the Queen Jew, but it's also that that picture of their whole family together yeah. is so like—it's so Mormon. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the weird thing. Like, I can't go to any of my family's weddings, the ones that get married in the church. Um, Why? Because they're Mormons. You can't, especially if it's in a temple, it's sealed. You can't. I can't attend the wedding. And what it's, the fuck? Yes. Yeah. Oh no, I can go. God. I can go to a regular church service, but I right, can't but go, you to can't go to the. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so. Stark. I mean, I Whatever. hate weddings anyway. I tell friends if they invite me to the weddings and they 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 like it's too many people. I right. won't go. It's fine. I'll right. send you something. I don't want right. to go. I, I hate birthdays. The, I hate weddings. I can't with the. I love a funeral though. I love a funeral. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. 
I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. When you put the prayer in the wall. Yeah. Okay. When I did that, I lost it completely. I couldn't even, I just started bawling. Yeah. What did you feel standing at the wall? I, so I put, I focused on my mom, Colleen, Matt, and Brian. Mm-hmm. Because those, oh, I'm getting emotional. Those are the four people that they're just my life, right? You know, it's. I know everything. it's so. Yeah. isn't it yeah. so? It's it's it the, moves yeah. you. I I I yeah, and it, and, and that wall's been there forever. And I mean, of course, leading up to that, when we were shooting, I was stressing because I they told me I had to wear certain outfits to yeah. this bar mitzvah that we were going to. So I was stressing about wearing something with color, even though I didn't have anything with color. And all of that was going through I my had head to as take we were my doing shorts it. Shorts off and put on uh, a fucking sarong. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. because of the yeah. Um, but no, I put their names in the prayer and it was, it was, uh, yeah, but I just, that it's just, there's something, there's something about it, about that wall. Yeah. That, and just knowing and the mikvah too, the mikvah yeah, was, I got to do a mikvah. The mikvah was surprised. Oh, don't give me that fucking look. <laughs> Aliza, Aliza's giving her a look. I know, Aliza's yeah. like, why haven't you done the mikvah? I, when I went in, you haven't done Good, when, you can get your camera and we can do the fucking mikvah. <laughs> when I went into the mikvah, I thought it was just going to be another thing I had to do to get through right. the Jewish process. And then being in the mikvah, I mean, you know this as a comic, like we have words for everything. Right. Everything. No right. I, to this day, have no words to describe the feeling that I had in the mikvah other than I felt like I had a panic attack. And, and again, Jew. And then I felt like hugged. Right. In a way. Right. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was... Safe. Yeah. Very safe. Very, very safe. And to this day, that memory has sort of stayed with me forever. What do you love most about Judaism? Oh, other people. Hands down. 100%. Really? Yeah. I love, I love that I can, you know, come over to my friend Judy Gold's apartment and just talk about being Jewish with microphones and just hang out. And, and I love that I can also, like you said in the film... If I'm here on a random Friday just for whatever, I can, and I know that it's Friday, <laughs> I can come to your apartment right. and go to serve. I can, I can so do a Shabbat fun. with you. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it wouldn't be a weird thing. And it's cute. And it wouldn't be weird for me to need to have company right. with someone on that day. You know what right. I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And that to me is a really comforting thing. I love that. Um, any pushback from your family or any friends? None. No wow. pushback. I've, I've the most pushback I've had is from, from Jews. Jews. I yeah. know. They're so annoying. Um, yeah, no, I have I'm I, telling you, they're the only ones in show business that say you're too Jewish. <laughs> Isn't it? True. It's true. It's true. No, I've I've only had I mean in LA not so much. It's mostly mainly been New York Jews that have been like, "Why? Why would you do that?" Which but I think New York has a well, because deeper they, connection to yeah. Israel and Israel is always like, "Well, why because they're so secular. Why right. would you do that?" Um but I mean, but I don't mind it because I understand it. Like, right. I, I understand where it comes and it's from. A cho- that was a choice you made. Yeah. You know, some people. F- Although yeah. it didn't feel like a choice. But right. It is, it is a choice. who you are. Yeah. You see, you're very Jewish. Yeah. Now, I always ask 
Can I say what thing I hate about being Jews or yeah. what Jews are? Obsession with I've had, if I've been circumcised. Literally every single screening I go to, they ask about my dick. Oh, I didn't even ask. Well, you I have, know you have one ball. That yeah, should, that should co- yeah. that should cover the whole situation. But every single screening, I, we just did an interview for some where we're in the Hartford Film Jewish Film Festival or something, and literally in the end of the interview, she's like, "This is a bit uncomfortable," but I had to ask, "Did you were?" You, are you and she's like stuttering and I'm like circumcised like I know where it's going they're obsessed with it and I always have to say that was taken care of years ago I went to Amoya and I had the whole prick thing and I'm did yeah, the whole process that's, that's it I'm done why are you obsessed with this because well they because they need a penis yes, or something yeah um okay so I ask everyone I'm, I'm very pro mental health oh same I I can tell okay. you the drugs I've been on okay so we yeah. talk about drugs yeah uh I am now oh by the way Ladies and gentlemen, I've I'm getting off the Paxil. Oh, and I'm going on to Luvox I've never because done Luvox. the the Paxil. I'm a Wellbutrin queen. Uh, just I'm there too. The Paxil <laughs> was making me so the the oh this is it's perfect for you. The endocrinologist, yeah. my thyroid doctor, yeah. was like you have you got to get off the Paxil because it's what they call it Paxon. Mm. So then I went to my psychiatrist, <laughs> and she said. Let's do Luvox because yeah. it's like Paxil doesn't have the side effects. And then I'm on Wellbutrin so yeah. I can have an orgasm. You're not yes. sitting there for. That's what I said. The Iowa caucuses were like being on antidepressants yeah. and orgy. Yeah. And just like being participating and never getting anywhere. Not getting um, anything. So I'm on Wellbutrin now. The Luvox. I'm still taking a little Paxil because it's hell getting off the Paxil. Yeah. Um, I take a Trazodone every now and then. Yeah. And, I love uh, an Ativan. I enjoy me. an Ativan. I bring yeah. that on the road. Yeah, Ativan's so, great on the road. Yes, You're right. Yes, it's it'll great just to get you with. back to your sleep. And yeah. like, because you know you can't shit on the road. You no, can't sleep can't on do the road. Anything. And that at one point you're just like, I'm just going to take this, get a good night's sleep, and shit yeah. in the morning. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> what? What it's are you so on? so true, though. <laughs> what do you want? I'm on Wellbutrin. I'm just Wellbutrin now, what, which was good. Now what's your dosage? Uh, I don't know the dosage. I don't Have you ever it. been on any other stuff? Yeah, I was on, oh God, what was it called? There was. I had an upper, or I had a downer uh, that I would take at night, but I forget the name of it now. After chemo, I had a meltdown. I had a complete oh, meltdown mm. because I. I'm kidding. I, yeah, I know. I wasn't. I wasn't dealing emotionally with anything. I wasn't going to a right. psychiatrist. I wasn't doing anything. And I remember in a in the parking garage of the ArcLight in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah you Arc know Light, that one. Yeah. Um, I went blind. I couldn't. I couldn't find my car, oh. and I couldn't see then. And then I had this panic attack, and it was right after that I got treatment. And mental health is very very, very important. important. Very important. Yeah. The podcast is called Kill Me Now because yeah. I basically wake up every day. I'm like, oh, kill me now. Because <laughs> I really honestly cannot. T- I'm, it, it's getting worse. What? Wait, so what bothers so, you most in the morning? In the morning? Yeah, when you wake up. When you think kill me now in the morning. What? First of all, this is my question that I ask, but oh. I will answer this question. <laughs> in the morning... You know, I have, as I've mentioned, I have diurnal depression. So yeah. the mornings are very hard for me. At, yeah. at night, when the sun goes down, I'm like, oh, well, I've lifted. We're comics. Right. Yeah. So the morning, waking up in the morning. First of all, I have this whole thing I have to do in my head where in order to get out of bed, because I, I usually wake up in a panic. So I go, okay, stop. You're going to get up. Once you start thinking about the steps. each step, yeah. you're like, okay, I can do this. So I, the alarm kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. It, it's being woken up in a negative way, like yeah. in an unnatural way. In an abrupt way. And noise. Like, don't ask me questions. Yeah. Don't talk to me. You know- it's really hard for me to yeah. have a conversation. I need. Are you bothered by noises? Like, no, uh, like oh, random noises. I, I I feel like I have a little autism. Yeah. I can't stand noises. There's My boyfriend has the sneeze. We live together. And oh, my God. Have you he, seen my act oh, about, about oh, Elisa yes. sneezing? Yes, I have. Elisa sneezing. It's the loudest. She says a chew when and she sneezes. <laughs> you never heard my he act? It's no, so no. fucking loud and he, annoying. He doesn't say a chew, but he. I, 
Oh. It's like he's screaming with right. every sneeze. And, and it's also and it comes has out to of be nowhere. controllable. Yeah. yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. There's no like <gasps> like like normal right. people. No, cuz you like what I do, I tend to be a very quiet meek sneezer where I I give people a warning and I'm like <laughs> and I like have Oh, a, I do it in this there's a way. Lead up to I it. I have like 12 in a row and yeah. people don't even know it's a sneeze cuz like <laughs> <laughs> So but yeah, the yeah, I can't uncontrollable noises. Noise, noises drives, that come out of nowhere. It bothers and, me so much. And I have really bad ADD, so yeah. I, if I'm focusing on something and the noise, it's like no. Yeah, it's like a train. Fucking, I can't. Yeah, yeah, no, I it, noises out of nowhere. That's I, what pisses you off. I can't. It, I, it doesn't even so much pisses me off. It actually is emotionally jarring. Yeah, it same. takes me out of whatever I'm right, in. Right, right, and I have to work myself back into it. And also, once I focus on sound, I'm very sound oriented. Same. same. And also music oriented. So yeah. I, it's hard for me to focus on anything else besides music. Like mm. I, it was the only thing I could See, do as music, a kid. Music, I can't. I, I. It, Music I can does si- nothing for me. I can't. I, it doesn't. Oh. In my head. It takes me out. I could s- listen to a symphony and say, I'm going to listen to the, you know, the third violin and oh. just focus on that. And it's like I wish I could happiest. do that. Yeah. I do it with audio right. stuff a lot. Like, So what uh, pisses you off more than anything in the whole world? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. You know, I think I'll tell you, pisses me off more than anything is people who are intentionally unkind. Oh. That they don't say yeah. thank you. They don't. Oh, it's, there's no acknowledgement that you're that you're in a shared world that you're with other right, people, right, right. and that seem to just be intentionally unkind. But it's also unaware. Yeah, you know, like there are people in this building, and this building is now run by like like Hasidic oh, yeah. Lubavitch, right? Yeah. Actually, Lubavitch are very nice. Um, <laughs> the amount, so they rent to a lot of Orthy, yeah, of course, young. Who, the parents pay for the apartment, whatever. Yeah, they don't hold the door open. Yeah, they don't hold the elevator door, and it's those they don't small, say thank you. Yeah, and no. also, dear everyone, okay, you let someone out before you go in. You fuck yes, fuck on the subway today. We you had let that. people out yeah. before you. Fucking walking, you or fucking piece of shit. If you're walking down the street, stay to the right. It's not a hard fucking, thing. Stop looking at your phone while you're walking down yes. the street, you yes. stupid piece of shit. I actually knew that my boyfriend and I were compatible when we, we went out to dinner for the first time ever, like in public. I think it was like a Cheesecake Factory. And he oh, was so... Funny. It was nice, actually. He was so like almost overly thankful to the waitress. Like he was very conscious of right, saying right, thank right, you and right, right, how right. she was doing and that she had a good experience That's a with good us. Sign. And then immediately I was like, you're my people. Okay. Is he Jewish? No, That's he's Mexican. Good. No. Yeah, I know. It's, I, it, it came about real randomly. And okay, I had, but you, if you're going to be, a and Jew, when you get, if you get to your late thirties, it's like, you take the love, no, take the love. A Jew. <laughs> okay. He's so, great. You would love him. What's his name? Michael. Can you give him a Hebrew name? Is he into sure. the Jewish thing? He, I mean, he's basically Jewish now. He's been coming to all this shit with me. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he 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 loves, and he made me a great. So I do drag as well. He made me a great drag Jewish outfit, like Star David, the whole thing. I'll show it to oh, you. Yeah, you'll I love, love it. that. You'll love it. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, H. Allen Scott on everything and latterdayjew.com and on all Latter the socials. Day Ju- and it's, is it on Hulu, Latterday Jew? Uh, no, it's not. It's, we're doing festivals first and right. then we're selling it to a streaming platform near you. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought it was on. Yeah. All right. Um, but if Hulu, if you're out there and you want to buy yeah. it, just call us. H. Allen Scott, yeah. Latterday Jew. If you're, you know, can you tell us where you're? Where I'm you're, at you're, next. you're at you're so, in New York. Yeah, I'm in New York, but this is this is going to be coming out after that. Next is going to be I'm in C- there's Seattle Jewish Film Festival. Oh, there's that's a, a really good yeah, one. Yeah, there's the yeah. um there's a Hartford, Connecticut one yes. coming up. There's a there's Portland, a Maine Jews. one coming up. There's oh. no Jews in Portland, but I'm going to Portland. Oh, there's Jews. Yeah, there's a few Jews there, but it's also the home of Murder She Wrote, which I love. Uh, I love Murder yay. She Wrote so much. I want to get a wig and ride around town on a little bike with a per- How red about sweater. The alum too. Oh yeah, Golden Girl. To the, the Golden Girl. Yeah, thank I, you for being a friend. At the end of the film, we have a, a oh. choir or a group sing a don't alum to the theme of oh, thank you for you being a friend. Oh, you know what they did in, at our synagogue? Um, they sang, I forgot what they sang, to Hallelujah. 
Oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> I'm so excited. And you fucking took it out. Took out the fucking I have to say dad. thank you for having me. Because, I mean, oh. you, like I said earlier, you have been such a single, like, if, if you weren't in the film, we would have included you in the little montage of Nora Ephron oh. and Barbara Streisand and all of them. Oh, that's Because, so like, sweet. you really were, your comedy in the mid-90s when I was sort of figuring out who the hell I was and what I wanted to be doing in life, you were the definition of what, how I wanted to communicate. Like, oh, it was... You. Yeah, and I, I figured out my own way, thanks. Right. But it, you, be, you were such a model for how I wanted to live. And it, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful you, to H-L. know you. Thank you. I'm grateful to know you. No, shut so up. Ple- I am. <laughs> so... Uh, go to hallenscott.com. Yeah. Yes. And uh, latterdayjew.com. Latterdayjew.com. And buy Judy's book. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out in July. You're doing, you I'm better gonna be, do a I'm fucking. Gonna, I'm going to pimp that out. All yes. right. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with H. Allen Scott. Make sure to tune in next week for a very exciting live episode with the Bridget Everett from Club Coming in New York City. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and please leave a review. It helps more people to find this amazing show. Five stars only. Five stars, please. I'll be traveling a lot soon. So if you're not based in New York, listen up for some dates that may be near you. I'm excited that on March 5th, we have another live podcast of Kill Me Now at Club Coming in New York City with... The incredible, the one and only B.D. Wong. I'm so excited for this, so please grab your tickets. They sell out very fast. On March 6th, I'll be at the Kent Stage in Kent, Ohio, as part of the Rainbow Weekend. On March 7th, I'll be at JAFCO, uh, J-A-F-C-O, in Sunrise, Florida. This is a uh, benefit for an amazing organization. Look them up, JAFCO, J-A-F-C-O. March 9th, I'll be at Rick Bronson's Comedy Club in Bloomington, Minnesota, and on March 18th, I'll be performing at Homo Comicus at Gotham Comedy Club in New York, New York. And finally, I'm so excited to announce I'll be joining the incredible Varla Jean Merman again for our second show at Joe's Pub in New York City for two dates, April 23rd and April 24th. Get your tickets now before they sell out because they will. And you can get tickets for all of these events at judygold.com. A lot of exciting dates are going to be announced very soon, so stay up to date on all new dates. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew Gold. (laughs) And as we always say, so long! And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.